Welcome to another Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I created this show with the intention of empowering others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping people in their own way. Together, we can all make a difference, and it starts with love, love from the hip. The olfactory system, or the bodily structures that serve the sense of smell, represents one of the oldest sensory modalities in the evolution of mammals. It is a chemical sensor which detects food and influences social and sexual behavior. While humans' sense of smell is weakly developed compared to other mammals, it still plays a crucial role in our interaction with our environment. And sadly, some might say it has been underrepresented in research. The olfactory system is quite unique and sophisticated as it encodes odor identity with its sensory receptors, which then send a signal to a part of your brain called the olfactory bulb. The olfactory bulb is then responsible for interpreting those signals into what we perceive as smells. It is a structure located in the front of the brain and it has direct connections to your hippocampus and your amygdala, which is also referred to as your fight or flight center. These regions of the brain are linked to emotion, memory, and cognition. Neuroscientists suggest that this close physical connection between these regions of the brain and our sense of smell is why our brains learn to associate smells with emotional memories. Your sense of smell is the only fully developed sense a fetus has in the womb, and it is the most developed as a young child until eyesight dominates the senses by the age of 10. According to scientists, childhood thus tends to be the time frame in which you create smells you will like and hate for the rest of your life. And although we tend to lose our sense of smell as we age, research has proven you can bring it back just by consciously smelling. Other issues like head or nose traumas, brain tumors, and viruses like COVID have been linked to anosmia or smell loss. And the unfortunate part, aside from it being a safety issue, is a large disruption in the connection between emotional memory, experience, and smell, which leads many to develop depression and anxiety. While there are those who cannot smell what's right in front of them, there are others who can smell what isn't even there. This is called intuitive smelling, or clairalience, or clairolfaction, and it represents one of the five psychic senses used to communicate with spiritual energies and forces, as well as provide one with more intuitive information. Because of their power to elicit specific responses in the body and the psyche, perfumes have, through the ages, occupied an important place in ritual. The ancient Egyptians, for example, not only understood the importance of fragrance or perfumes in healing, but also saw it as a way to preserve life. Olfaction to the Egyptians served as the breath of life, a way to associate with the gods, and it was their way to grant life beyond death. And in a way, they succeeded by preserving their bodies for thousands of years using rich and pure fragrances in their process of mummification, in turn warding off pests and infection. Call it genius, call it magic, call it ritual. One who understood the power, ritual, and magic of perfume all too well is Iona Miller. Iona Miller, recently deceased, was a nonfiction writer for the academic and popular press, clinical hypnotherapist, 
spiritual teacher, and an artist. She highlighted extraordinary human potential and experience in her well-known book written in 1990, The Magical and Ritual Use of Perfumes, she co-authored with Richard Miller, there is a profound explanation of the precise dimensions of scent and its relationship to our deepest human impulses. Iona's book shows how scents can become the very essence of magic, providing direct access to the emotional centers of the brain and memory. It explores the spiritual and therapeutic properties of fragrances, including their capacity to balance the personality and unlock doors to higher states of consciousness. Understanding the relationship between sense and metaphysical modalities and systems like Kabbalah, Tarot, and astrology, Iona offered up meditations to be used in conjunction with perfumes as well. Due to the profound connection between our sense of smell and our sense of being, as Iona pointed out, it is no coincidence we choose to wear the fragrances that we do. According to Eleanor Hirsch, a Chicago-based neurologist and founder of the Smell and Taste Treatment and Research Foundation, perfume says a lot about our personality. Hirsch proved this by conducting a study involving 18,631 people who he administered personality tests to. He then compared the results to the participants' aroma and flavor preferences. Hirsch found that people who enjoy citrus smells or fragrances can be considered an alpha male or an alpha female. Those who like rose, Hirsch says, are introspective and sensitive to the needs of others. Those who like lavender are said to be very social. Those drawn to van- vanilla, Hirsch says, are probably in the light, probably the life of the party. Those who love fruity fragrances are, m- are more likely cranky, irritable, and pessimistic. Those who stick with linen scents love a challenge, while those who are fans of jasmine tend to be provocative. So based on these findings, is our choice of fragrance a subconscious one? Are we choosing scents we need and can relate to? Or are we choosing ones that are keeping us stuck? Are scents powerful enough to help us through our challenges? Today on Love from the Hip, I am delighted to have Christy Michelle on my show. Christy is a fragrance composer and creatrix of House of Matriarch. She will share her wisdom on perfume, its healing history, and how it can assist us in our life, including with this retrograde. Plus, later on the show, Christy will perform Cosmic Picks. So call in and tell us what fragrance you wear or allow Christy to pick one for you. So don't go far. You won't want to miss this one. of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing. 
so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at asteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. Peach fuzz is great if it's on a peach. Let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast, and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my podcast, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. It is my great pleasure to have fragrance composer and creatrix of House of Matriarch, Christy Michelle, on my show. Hi, Christy. Thanks for joining me in the studio today. Yes, thanks for having me. It's lovely to be here. (laughs) So I want to ask, how has Iona Miller inspired you? Wow, what a special woman. Um, I was in a quest, you know, uh, years and years of reading different books and learning about magic and all things unseen and really searching to figure out those hidden connections between things And I ran across this book, uh, The Magic and Ritual Use of Perfumes, down at Third Place Books Mm -hmm. uh, in the used occult section. I was going to say in the occult section. Yes, in the the dusty dusty corner. And right when I picked it up, I was like, wow. I mean, I had never seen anything like this before. And I have always been into fragrance my whole life, right? So it really just kind of rang a bell for me just instantly. I was like, wow, this is different. And as someone who had been reading a lot of obscure old sort of texts, I flipped through and was surprised to see all that she had compiled in this one small little book. Mm. So I I got it and I took it straight home and I just poured over it for weeks and read the whole thing several times through and just became so grateful that somebody had thought to put all of this into one volume. Has it continued to be your manual? Absolutely. I go back to it and I refer to it. And um, it's uh, interesting the way that she categorized things into, say, like music notes or colors, days of the week, the Kabbalah. 
So everything out there has an association to some sort of a fragrance. You just have to find what those correspondences are. Mm. And as someone who had always been very scent-driven and, you know, always burned a lot of candles and loved essential oils and was very into all of that, this was my medium. This was what spoke to me. And I thought, wow, I've, I've figured it out. This is, this is the secret I've been looking for. And, <laughs> and then also how those different things could be combined in meaningful ways to make potions or medicine or yeah, magic. The, the yeah. synergy and the correlation is amazing. Would you also recommend this book for anyone interested in aromatherapy? I would absolutely recommend this book. There's no other book like it that uh, addresses the spiritual side as well as the practical side and is able to blend those two things in a meaningful way so that you can bring that magical piece into practical application and use it. Right. Awesome. So do you think perfumes are making a comeback into being used for ritual? Most definitely. You know, I have to say the the two big things that have contributed to that are the Internet mm-hmm. and COVID. So um, when the Internet made it possible for people to purchase these rare essences that they might not have ever even heard of from another country and have those shipped directly to their doorstep, even off of eBay or some of those early ways that we were trading oils, um, that opened it up mm-hmm. to people's curiosity. And, you know, these scents carry past life memories. So when we're involved in hypnosis and we're using these oils, this is very uh, applicable to doing that work and right. to help us opening those, those corridors. And helping with healing. Absolutely. And so this brings us back to another time that we were dealing with the plague, the bubonic mm-hmm. plague, to be more specific. Can you tell us more about what was going on with fragrance at that time? Yes, absolutely. So at that time, there were many um, what they called temples of fragrance, so houses of fragrance, where they would produce essential oils. So at that time, it was a lot of citrus oils. So they would squirt them and, and capture the essence on sponges. And um, right about this time, distillation was also starting to occur. And so they were learning how to really extract the oils more. And during the plague, none of the people who worked in these facilities got sick. Hmm. In fact, they developed some strange super immunity and they were able to actually care for the sick and not even become ill themselves. So, you know, with COVID and people really digging into their arsenal of, of healthiness and, you know, what can I do and how can I keep my hands clean and what are some maybe natural alternatives to some of these chemical things, it's really resurged people's interest. And now, you know, the average person can go onto the internet and find these fabulous oils that before were only available to the perfume trade. Mm-hmm. And that would be the four thieves. Would that be one of those Oh, the four thieves is such a beautiful (laughs) thing. So everyone has kind of heard about thieves and, you know, they think, oh, I'm going to use the thieves and and uh, they don't really think much about what it is. But the story behind it is really captivating. And so during the plague, people would they would pass away and they would be buried oftentimes with their valuables because of you know, hygiene reasons. Nobody wanted to handle the body. Mm. And so there would sometimes be articles in the grave. And so grave robbing was a real thing back then. And these four brothers, which is why it's called the four thieves. Daryl, Daryl, and Daryl. No, and, and my other brother, Daryl. <laughs> yes, yes, the Daryls. They were this famous sort of band of grave robbers. And nobody could figure out how they made it happen for so long and and they kept thinking oh they'll they'll 
catch the plague and they'll die and soon the problem will go away. Well, the problem didn't go away because these four brothers were the sons of a perfumer. Mm. And this perfumer had taught them about the antibacterial and antimicrobial properties and, and how to keep things clean and how to disinfect the items that they stole <laughs> so that they wouldn't wow. yeah, so that they wouldn't <laughs> get sick from handling the, uh-huh. these items. And I don't know if, um, if there was expensive dental work back then, but I don't know if they were moving things from the actual bodies or if it was just, you know, maybe like somebody's pocket watch or who knows. Right. But very interesting that they were able to actually break into these graves covered in their oils and not get contaminated with anything. I know, right? So next time you're using the four thieves or you're thinking, oh, I'm just going to pick up go, some thieves. Go you grave know. robbing. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're essentially, you're pretty much, you could really do anything. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You're immune to everything. You've got your... And so how has perfume also been a part of spells and magic, would you say? Right. So the origin of a spell is to create an association, right? So you've got the words of the spell, but then you want to incorporate something physical to give it that uh, that visibility in the 3D world. So by incorporating a fragrance, that's something tangible. And through these correspondences that Iona outlines in the book and that can be found in other texts, you can figure out what those associations are. So if you want to do a money spell, you can use the oils that bring in abundance. If you mm. want to do a love spell, you can work with perfumes that that uh, petition the goddess Venus, let's say. Yeah, right. Because rose these, oil, right? Yes. Because yeah. I see a lot of spells with rose oil for love. Yes. So rose is going to uh, open up the heart chakra. It's going to help you heal. It's going to help you accept love. It's going to help you radiate love. So rose is always going to be found right. in, in pretty much any love spell. And so whether you add it to a spell or actually in your bath, right? Absolutely. Or even just stop and smell the roses, right? We've mm. got scent in our ordinary lives all around us. And just taking the time to stop and pull yourself into the present moment, that's powerful magic right there. Because so often we're in the past, we're in the future, and we're not capturing the magic of the moment. So fragrance really pulls you into the present moment. So having been so fond of perfume from an early age, when did you come to realize that fragrance affects us subconsciously? I don't think there was an exact moment where I made the realization. I believe it was something I always knew because I had frequently used fragrance to change the mood in my home, you know, to create Mm. a certain ambiance and as a tool for that atmospheric piece of it. Yeah. What are some reasons, metaphysical reasons, would you say, we're drawn to a fragrance? So I would say it's comfort or growth. Mm -hmm. So I would say you're either attracted to something that's just going to give you that feeling of love, uh, that feeling of comfort, that feeling of luxury of like, wow, this is really lovely and it's so uh, bountiful. It's that feeling, fullness, or it's growth. It's something that might be even just that little bit of challenging it's like there's something about it that's unfamiliar. You smell it and it's like, ooh, I like it a little more each time I smell it. Mm. Yeah. And so usually, though, you're, you're attracted to something to also get you through a situation, would you say? Absolutely. And so often we'll be attracted to a fragrance during a certain time of our life when we need that. Mm. And then when we're in a new chapter, we might be attracted to something different. So I have definitely gone through stages in my life where I've been attracted to different different scents and I go to different scents for different moods and for different remedies right and you were saying to create a new memory what would you recommend 
as far as fragrance goes? Oh, gosh. It's the easiest way to create a new memory is with fragrance, but it has to be a new fragrance. So I don't know if you've ever gone and met friends out of town for a weekend, like in Vegas, and somebody shows up and they've got on a new fragrance and it's kind of a maybe a loud fragrance and you can kind of smell it all weekend. Mm -hmm. And boy, that is cemented in your mind. <laughs> and it's because it was a new perfume that you didn't have any previous association with. Right. So if you want to create growth and create something new, going for a brand new fragrance that you have no history with is definitely... The way to go. Now, would you say this is why I was reading about olfactive branding and scent marketing? Would you say that that's why it's taken off so much? Is it because it creates that sense of familiarity, that comfort for the person that's purchasing? Yes, the scent branding is very important. In fact, the number one complaint that cosmetics companies receive when a product is reformulated is it doesn't smell the same. Huh. It's the number one thing that will tip a customer off to the fact that something's been reformulated. Right. And this goes with food as well. But absolutely, yeah. It's the familiarity is not only important, it's vital when you're marketing a product, like with yeah. this scent branding that you're talking about. Which is interesting, actually. In skincare, it's kind of the opposite. A lot of people don't, we don't put a fragrance in for chemical reasons, but consumers don't like that. They want the smell. They want the fragrance. They want the smell. And also, if you look at the psychology and the, the scent marketing, products are assigned a higher value when they have a fragrance. Okay. Which is kind of funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, there was a study done with Nike, and they actually were determining how their sales would go in a room that was scented. And it wasn't, it didn't smell like basketballs or anything like that, a sport court. <laughs> actually was with roses. And it's, they, their products sold way better in the scented room than not. And why would you say? Why would you think that is? Well, sort of like when you have fresh flowers in a room, it brings a sense of vitality. It brings a certain energy because this is concentrated life force. So when I, if I were to take one drop of rose oil and put it right here in the studio, right in between us, it would diffuse and fill the entire room because there are thousands of roses that went into that one drop. So it's the concentration of it, that it's nature in a concentrated form that's providing that result. Okay. So now we have a retrograde. Is it underway now or is it yeah. coming up? And, yeah. and can you tell us more about that, what, what we yeah. can expect? Yeah. So we're about halfway into a Venus retrograde right now, halfway through a Venus retrograde. And this happens about every 18 months. And it's a time period where people are really in need of love. It's a time when people really need to feel the attributes of Venus. So during a Venus retrograde, that's why it's kind of the, the thing, the, the cliche that you're going to hear from your ex, right? Your ex is going to come back around and, oh and, and give you a call, right? <laughs> or you're going to hear from an ex-lover because people start to feel the love that they don't have during a Venus retrograde. They feel the lack of the love. And so they're looking for something to fill that. Yeah. Right. So you're going to think, oh, well, that last person, boy, that was the biggest love I ever had. And maybe you're going to call that ex-boyfriend. Right. So that's where that myth comes from. It doesn't yeah. always happen, but it happens, you know, enough to where people make that association. So if you think about fragrance and how that would appeal, you know, during a Venus retrograde, you might be more likely 
to reach for that old vintage bottle of Chanel number no. five that your grandmother gave you <laughs> that has that you use maybe twice a year. You mm-hmm. know, like you may be more likely to reach for a vintage fragrance during this time or to think about someone that you knew that wore a certain fragrance and maybe you catch a whiff of it somewhere and it reminds you of them. So Venus retrograde is a really good time to think about fragrance because it's one of the main ways that we satiate our need for love and luxury. You know, it's a really important sense. And it's a sense that we can fulfill without the need of anyone else. You can apply your beautiful fragrance and enjoy it. And no, you, nobody else needs to participate in that process for you to mm-hmm. get all the enjoyment out of it. Right. So it's a really good way to nurture yourself. So it's, yeah, love for yourself yeah. as well. Yeah. And, and fragrance sales go up during a Venus retrograde. Interesting. So you would think it would be the opposite. <laughs> yeah. But people are reaching for that. They need love more during mm-hmm. a Venus retrograde. And now what would you say to, you know, when you start a new relationship, do you recommend that they change their fragrance out? Because it, it may bring up the, on the ex. Or... Oh, yeah. So <laughs> this is a really important tool. So. I would never recommend ever wearing the fragrance that, you know, your your partner's ex wore. Yeah. You know, um, if someone purchases a fragrance for you, let's say, you know, you're married and your spouse buys a fragrance for you, then chances are nobody else that they knew wore that. Because that's kind of weird to <laughs> buy, you know, the same fragrance, yeah. right? So, Although like, I'm sure it does happen. Well, yes, but that would be that would be an entirely different scenario, right? Yeah. So there would be other warning signs in Mm -hmm. that scenario, I think, um, that people are somewhat interchangeable, you know, in in that person's view. Right. Because scent is so individualistic. And um, if uh, if if people can bond around scent, their relationship is so much stronger. And, you know, for instance, you were talking about anosmia earlier, and a lot of couples have uh, run into that with COVID and losing their sense of smell. And it really affects their intimate connection in a very meaningful way. And um, yeah, because it affects your also your intimate connection with food and everything. All of your ability for pleasure. Uh Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, what would you say to people that are looking for new love? during this Venus retrograde? What should they wear? What notes should they look for? I would say the important thing is that it feels a little different. It's just you actually want a little bit of a challenge. Hmm. The, the, the fact that fragrances do tie us so much to our memories is a blessing and a curse. So by reaching for something that feels a little out of character or that there's something you like about it, but maybe there's something that you don't, that really can help you grow. And I know you've had those experiences with fragrance. Yeah, we can with talk about With something growing on you, yeah, right? Absolutely. So like when that fragrance grows on you, you have to realize that healing has taken place along whatever pathways those oils govern in your brain. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, we're going to talk more about that after the break. But remember, this is a live show. And if you want a cosmic fragrance pick from Christy, Call in 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527 and stay tuned for the Weekly Skinny up next.
On this weekly skinny, I would like to discuss how lavender oil came to be used on the skin. In 1910, French chemist and scholar René Maurice Gottfosse burnt his hands badly during an experiment in a perfumery plant. And after rolling in the grass, he decided to use lavender essential oil as an immediate remedy. In his book, Aromatherapy, written in 1937, Gottfosse tells the story of his incident. In it, he explained that both of his hands were covered with a rapidly developing gas gangrene, which is a potentially fatal infection and the cause of many deaths and amputations in the First World War. He also wrote that just one rinse with lavender essence stopped the gasification of the tissue. This treatment was followed by profuse sweating and healing the next day. His hands healed quite rapidly with very little scarring. Amazed with the results, Gottfosse went on to experiment with other essential oils on wounded French soldiers in military hospitals in the First World War. He wrote of his cases in his book as well. Clostridium perfringens is the bacteria which is responsible for such an infection of gas gangrene that Gottfosse experienced. He most likely contracted it from exposing his wound to the soil that was rich with this bacteria when he rolled in the grass. Luckily, he chose to use lavender. And as it turns out, there are a number of other essential oils that are also active against strains of Clostridium perfringens, winter savory, lemongrass, lemon myrtle, lemon tea tree, and tea tree, for example, are being used with factory farm chicken as they are susceptible to a Clostridium perfringens disease. Others such as basil, rosemary, peppermint, thyme, and anise are used to combat foodborne illnesses in Brazil, which is also caused by Clostridium perfringens. Although lavender has not actually been tested against Clostridium perfringens, according to microbiologists, it is known to inhibit the mechanism through which bacteria decide to release their toxins. It also has pain-relieving properties and the ability to reduce inflammation, not to mention its amazingly soothing smell. Of all the essential oils, it is the best suited for burns too. Today, many skincare products add lavender for its delightful fragrance, anti-inflammatory properties, and its antimicrobial effects. So I guess you can say, Gottfosse, choosing lavender was a serendipitous encounter and one that paved the way for skincare companies and skincare products to come. Your skin is your body's largest organ. Care for it properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers several clinical facial treatments to help stimulate collagen production, eliminate toxins, boost circulation, and deeply cleanse. See a new you in your mirror. Clinical facials range from $90 and up. Do your face a favor. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. URAskinandmind.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Today, I have the pleasure of having Christy Michelle on my show. Need help with fragrance? Want to know what your perfume says about you? Call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So, Christy, before the break, we were talking about transformation through scent. Um, before I share my own experience with your own perfume, 
Um, I want to talk about breakups. What do you recommend, especially during the Venus retrograde? What should we do with fragrance? Oh, wow. Throw out that shirt that smells like him, right? (laughs) Burn it? (laughs) Burn that shirt, yeah. No, you know, it's really a good time. Um, Very pivotal with the breakup because that scent is going to definitely remind you of them. You know, if they wore a certain clone, every time you smell it for the rest of your life, you're going to think about them. So in order to get over it, you really need to get a new fragrance. Get yourself a new fragrance, and that's going to change your experience. And... Get rid of the things that remind you of that person. Right. You know, even it could be like a certain tea that they liked to drink. Mm. And now that's going to remind you of them. So if you're trying to to erase that and move yeah. forward and not be reminded, then scent is a good way. Okay. Yeah. So speaking of transformation, I actually didn't really believe in the correlation between transformation and scent until you. And I was wearing your perfume, Kazimi, and you'll have to tell my listeners more about that, what's in that. But when I first smelled it, I actually abhorred it. I couldn't stand it. I didn't want to wear it. I was like, why are you giving me this? I, <laughs> this is torture. I don't want to wear this. But then as I wore it, I came to love it. And it was interesting because I was in a transition when she first introduced it to me. And then as I wore it, things were also shifting in my life and it all had to do around love. So I went from, you know, online dating and dating and dating and to now being with someone and engaged. (laughs) So and that even the word Kazemi is when two planets come together into conjunction Mm. and it's a rose fragrance. And I could tell that your heart chakra needed that rose. And so I brought that fragrance to you that day as a remedy. And I wasn't two blocks up the street and I got a text from you. I don't like it. <laughs> I know. I felt really bad. I mean, yeah. it's so beautifully packaged, too. I mean, well, and, and you're an aficionado. You know, you you are not new to the world of natural perfumes. So um, I knew when you rejected it on that cellular level that you were up against what we call a container issue. Yeah. Right. So you were right on the edge of a breakthrough and mm-hmm. fragrance can kind of push you through. And once, just like I said, once that pathway is is healed in your brain, you will feel different about that fragrance. It's so true. And so that was the the heart work that you were going through. And um, yeah, that self love. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about your the categories of scent, if we can. Oh yeah. So you've got all different sort of main categories. You've got your floral perfumes. You've got your your uh, gourmand perfumes, which are like your vanillas and all of your um, cotton candy fragrances that seem to be very popular, those really sweet things, those all fall into that gourmand category. And that's been sort of the dominant category of Mm. the last about 10 or 15 years. Why do you think that is? You know, I believe that certain fragrances become popular and they're, yeah, based on brand correlations. And then that those happy memories spread to other people in that Mm -hmm. generation. Mm -hmm. And then that fragrance sort of becomes correlated with an entire time period. And so we're sort of moving away from those sweeter, more gourmand vanilla-based fragrances at this point. And we're going back into the more woodsy, more organic, earthy sort of perfumes Mm -hmm. have been more popular over the last few years. Which also seem to be more healing. Much more, for sure, because all of the... Vanilla perfumes that have proliferated, those are all made from synthetic vanillin, 
Mm. And that's very inexpensive chemical. That It's a byproduct of paper production. So it's really not anything that was designed for fragrance use. It was a byproduct that happened to smell mm-hmm. like vanilla. So, oh, let's use it as a fragrance and a flavoring. So I'm noticing in a lot of offices now they're telling you to refrain from wearing fragrance. Why do you think it's th- there's such a disdain now for fragrance? And is, is it misled, would you say, based on the fragrances that have been out there? Yeah, so this is a very nuanced issue because fragrance is so personal. And some people can smell everything, and the slightest fragrance will really overwhelm them. And other people can't hardly smell anything. Mm-hmm. So when someone tells you that a fragrance is affecting them in a certain way, you have to believe them because fragrance is subjective. It would be like if we had very light classical music playing in the background and someone walked in and said, oh, that music is so distracting. Well, it's very low volume and we can all hear it. We're all having the same experience with that music. Mm -hmm. With scent, it's not that way. So you really have to understand that someone's unique experience of scent is truly unique to them. And you will never smell something the exact way that another person smells it. Right. So you'll hear the same song. You can see the same picture. Mm-hmm. But you'll never smell anything exactly the same way that <laughs> That's other people do. Yeah, it's truly individual. Would you also say that part of it, though, is this the, the, the history of fragrance or perfume? I mean, it's been there's a lot of chemicals in perfumes as well, would you say? A lot of chemicals. And and going back to the thing that you were saying about how some places have become no fragrance zones, it's because of the use of these synthetic chemicals that are very linear and very what we call bombastic. They really project and they can fill a room and a space with fragrance that lingers for long after the person is gone. Mm -hmm. And those are the types of fragrances that really bother those scent-sensitive individuals because they're very pervasive and they just can't get the smell off. They literally have to go home and take a shower to get the smell off of them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the synthetic piece really does make it unbearable. It's almost like that cigarette smell. It just stays very, very (laughs) comparable to the cigarette smell. Can you touch on uh, fragrances for men with everything becoming more unisex these days? How do men pick their signature fragrance? You know, there seems to be two schools of how that happens. So there's the man that just walks in and smells a few things and picks something that he likes. And then there's most other guys that are given a gift of fragrance by a girlfriend. Maybe their mom buys it for them or an aunt. So it's kind of one of two. So it's the man that's out shopping for his own fragrance that cares more Mm -hmm. about that. Whereas the man who's given the gift of fragrance is kind of wearing it more as a toiletry item. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but men have definitely um, comprised more of the fragrance market than people might believe. Really? I mean, in, in my own business, I have just a few more male clients than female. Huh. And even though all the perfumes are unisex, when a man is into fragrance, he's really, really into, into fragrance. <laughs> yeah. I believe that. Yeah. Has done all the research and everything. Yeah. And they tend <laughs> to have much larger collections than women. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Well, with that, we have a caller on the line. Let's go to Danny from Bothell. Danny, are you there? I am. Hi. Hi there. Hi, Danny. So do you you need help with a cosmic pick from Christy? Is there a fragrance that you already wear that you have a question about, or are you looking for a new fragrance? I I have tried her Blackbird in the past, and I liked it. But uh, I think I've changed, and it... um, seems a little strong for me now. And so my question was exactly what you just covered. How do you 
pick a signature scent unlost. Hmm. Well, beings that you're looking for a signature, which is something that you're going to, it's literally going to become a part of you. It really needs to feel like home. So I recommend trying several different fragrances. And rather than taking the department store approach of, you know, sampling a bunch of fragrances all at once, that you really view it more as an experience. And you give each fragrance a whole day and you wear it for that day and you see how it unfolds through the day. And you'll know at the end of the day if that is something that's resonating, something that feels like home. You've, you've well, got to actually just to give it. it the full wearing. It's kind of like saying um, you don't know if you like a movie until you watch the whole movie, right? It's kind of hard to watch the trailer and really know for sure if you're going to like the movie. I mean, sometimes you can tell. But really you have to give it a chance to completely unfold and see how it makes you feel. Okay. Can I ask you, um, Christy, what's in the Blackbird? Oh, so that's a very complicated fragrance with so many different ingredients. And... The, the beautiful thing about that perfume is that each time you wear it, a new part of it might reveal itself to you because there are mm. so many different notes. So it's um, really a fragrance for somebody who's strong and wants to push that energy out into the world. Mm. So if you're feeling like you need that extra bit of power, it's great perfume for that. Okay. So I know Danny's not no longer on the line, but I was thinking it, what what could be in it for him. You know, what was the push to push him over, right? Yeah. Yeah. So fascinating. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we're going to take another break. But everyone stay tuned for more Love from the Hip. of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R. I want to take a minute and invite you on over to the Love Shack. It's a little old place where we get to get together, explore fresh perspectives, eavesdrop on juicy conversations, and uncover the mysteries that nobody talks about, but absolutely influences our relationships. And we're Tom and Stacey Bartley. We are the hosts of Love Shack Live, which airs every Thursday at 1 p.m. PST, 1150 KKNWAM. Yeah, come on over and join us. We look forward to connecting with you soon. 
Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Feel like a holy soul. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. If you are just joining us today, I have the great pleasure of having Christy Michelle on my show. So we have another caller on the line. Let's go ahead and take Sari from Seattle. Sari, are you there? Sari, are you there? Yes. Hi, Sakura. <laughs> Hi, Sari. So did you need assistance with a new fragrance or you want more information about what you wear now? I actually, well, I'm interested in, as I don't, I just wear essential oils right now. So I am more interested in um, finding out about different fragrances because since I do energy work, I have become very, very shy or I don't wear a lot of fragrance and I just choose my essential oils like how I feel in the morning, whether it's citrus or whether it's grease or I need some balance and stuff. Mm. So this has been just it's really interesting to hear. Um, so it's kind of sparked my curiosity what else I could do and so that I don't then like put off my clients and anything too strong. Well, how beautiful that you're already doing this <laughs> right? daily ritual. And isn't it interesting how we always want to take this to the next level? You know, when it's fragrance, it's like there's always something more. And so what, what I would suggest for you is that you branch out and employ a few more uh, different types of oils in your daily practice. Yeah. So there are a couple that, um, that just come to mind right away. There is a, um, a beautiful oil that comes from Thailand, and it's called Ply, P-L-A-I. And it's actually the secret ingredient in oil of Olay. <laughs> Interesting. Ice cream, yeah. <laughs> it has a okay. slightly rose fragrance to it, and it's very therapeutic. You can use it neat on the skin. You can use it in your bath. You can use it um, as a body treatment, and the fragrance will be very mild and very therapeutic for anyone that you come in contact with in your practice. Right. Beautiful. Sounds lovely. Yeah. And maybe maybe add in some of the the true cedar oil. You know, that's really uh-huh. going to take things to a, another level for you. That would be like, you know, if you could find the true cedars. I'm not talking about the Virginiana, Juniperus sort of oils that are normally labeled as cedar, but the true cedars. True right. cedar. Okay, beautiful. Yeah, and thank you so much for calling in. I I love to hear that people are using oils right right in their bath on a daily practice. That's the most beautiful and meaningful way to be involved. (laughs) Thank you, Sari. 
Yes, thank you so much, and thank you for the show. It's been so great to listen to. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So, Christy, tell us about House of Matriarch. How did you come up with your sense, and do you channel information? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, we're all channeling all the time. We're, we're channels. That's right. what we are as people. And, and incorporating the things that I learned from Iona with her book, um, I was able to form this amazing fragrance house. And going into my 13th year, I've been on QVC. <laughs> I was the first natural fragrance band on the shelf at Nordstrom. Mm. I, I've done celebrity perfumes. I mean, it's like a pinch me, I'm dreaming sort of thing <laughs> in terms of what fragrance has opened up for me, the doors that it has opened up for me, the way it's enhanced my appreciation of music. Mm. And um, I just can't say enough. I could just go on and on yeah. You're, uh, about it. Yeah, You exude so much passion yeah. for perfume. Yeah, it's you amazing. can just see it. It's like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. So it's like when you find your thing, right. you know, You just know that's your thing. I was 36 years old when I launched my fragrance house. Mm. I had been selling real estate. What was the first fragrance that you made? The first one was called Matriarch. Yeah. And um, right away, I discontinued it because it was awful. Oh, no. What were were the the notes It's like, just do it and do it wrong. Do it bad. Just do it. Make up from that. Yeah. I mean, nobody gave me permission to be a perfume maker. And... You know, perfumers come from France and they're they go to school for many, many years to learn their craft. And for somebody like me to come along who could intuitively and using these old magical sorts of means and methods create these award winning perfumes that were now being sold next to the world's best Mm. was kind of disruptive in the industry. You Mm -hmm. know, so it's like if I can do that in a male dominated monopolistic field like perfumery. And break into that. Anybody can do anything. Right. Because nobody gave me permission to do it. <laughs> well, I don't want this to be, seem like a QVC commercial. Yeah, However, exactly. These <laughs> bottles are beautiful. And your logo. And what was the inspiration for that? Wow. There's a lot of layers to the, it looked, the, I mean, the you brand tell. presentation. Yeah. So... There's the name, of course, you know, House of Matriarch, which Matriarch is the Mother Earth. It's the Great Mother. And I, I really wanted that to be reflected in everything that the brand ever was related to or stood for, that it was your connection to nature. And nature is the meaningful piece that makes the magic possible, mm. you know, right. when we're using these oils. So um, allowing people to know that right out of the gate with a word like matriarch that's kind of a hot button word anyway um kind of provoking to people like ooh, what is that and sometimes people don't know what the word means and so it's been an opportunity to kind of revive that word and you know everybody's talking about smashing out the patriarchy and and i don't think that's really what needs to happen what needs to happen is the matriarchy needs to be intact mm-hmm. and we both need to be powerful and you don't <laughs> want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? So like what's True. the, but the point is so that these fragrances will bond us right. and bond us in our brain, our masculine and feminine hemispheres, which allow us to do this hypnosis and self hypnosis mm-hmm. and magic and then out in the world. But it has to happen inside first. Right. And the oils and through the path working of the correspondences bring you to that wholeness. And with intention. So is there intention put into every scent that you make? Absolutely. And one of the first things Iona discusses in her book is the consecration of the materials. So when you have something and you dedicate it to that certain purpose and you say this is for healing and you put a label on it, 
then that's what it's for. And through the work of Dr. Emoto, we know how important labels are. Oh, yeah. And so that is carried through, and that is something important. When I name the fragrances, they have edifying names. I mean, there's a fragrance out there called poison. <laughs> well, some of the ingredients in it are. Are poison. So, yeah, okay. I'm telling you like yeah. it is. <laughs> Truth in advertising. <laughs> so how can my listeners find more about your perfumes? And also, you have a promotion that's going on right yeah, now. Yeah, so, so since it's a new that. year and I've uh, launched a couple of new really fun perfumes over the last couple of months, everything new is on special right now. So you can visit Lovely. my online boutique at matriarch.biz or just Google House of Matriarch and it'll take you right to our site. And everything is done online now. I pulled out of retail a few years ago. It was yeah. the best decision I could have made as a small artisan. It was wonderful to have the exposure of the big retail and to have that feather in my cap. But I really found that dealing directly with the customer really helped to preserve the integrity of the energy. Mm, more rewarding. Too. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so for, for people that don't have any experience wearing fragrance, which one would you recommend that they start with? So we have beautiful arrangements of little discovery sets. So you can kind of pick your category and just order a set. You're going to have five beautiful fragrances. It's going to take you about a month to wear through those okay. and, and experience each one. It's not, you're not just sniffing for something you like to select one. You're actually experiencing each one mm-hmm. as its own individual that's so beautiful. Peace, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you again for being here today. Thank you, honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to Eric, my rock star producer, you the listener, KKNW, KBKW, and Cape Town Zone Radio. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. And is there a topic you're interested in hearing about? Message me at sakura at lovefromthehip.com. Tune in next week for another episode of Go Beyond the Veil with my co-host, Rory Reich. And stay kind out there, stay true to you, and don't forget, make self-love contagious. Go ahead, I dare ya. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com.